This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 201. This week, I catch up with chef, author and presenter Shivi Ramatar. Shivi has written a brilliant new book, The Ice Kitchen, which aims to show you how to use your freezer to revolutionise your cooking and eating habits. We talk about freezing as a way to make the most of seasonality and avoid waste, why everyone needs a freezer filing system, and she also shares some of the great new recipes from her book. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, Shivi Ramatar. Hello, thank Hello. you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. Um, I actually discovered Shivi on, um, I actually knew your book once I saw Caribbean Modern, the book that you'd written previous to this. But um, but I sort of, you popped up on my Instagram. I think we were talking about how curries get better when they've been in the freezer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then um, I went on your um, Instagram page and was like, you've written this book about freezer and I'm the biggest freezer nerd in the universe so like please come on the podcast and talk about it so thank you so much oh, for you're doing welcome that. and I love freezers there we go yeah. <laughs> so how did how did you get from you know right you know your last book was very much I, I guess a, a nod to your heritage because mm. you were born in Trinidad I mean what wh- when did freezer start sort of becoming your thing so I think the kids were a big um input to that um okay. you know so with the eldest who's four years old about a four-year-old and a one-year-old with the eldest I had toyed with um freezing meals together and popping them in and having yeah. them ready and then actually last summer when my um one-year-old was a newborn that's when like all hell happened and you know it was a case <laughs> that I um my husband was working quite intensely so I was with the kids I wasn't really right. leaving the house much so I had to really be planning my shopping, planning how our meals during the week. And then it just, you know, I was using it to an extreme level and realized that actually, regardless of kids or irregardless of kids, this has made life so yeah. much easier. Um, yeah. And then I just started researching more about ways you can make freezer work for you. And actually, your point of saying some foods just taste so much better when they come out of the freezer. Once they've had a bit of a, yeah. yeah. And the weird thing is, like, now that, you know, we're in lockdown, that's kind of almost mimicking what you were doing last year when you were exactly. when you were stuck in the house and you couldn't get out and you were just kind of... So I think for people, this is going to be useful, people who, who are around and think, well, I'm doing all of this extra cooking, how can I make the most of it? Um, why do you think freezing, because you do say this in the book, it is seen as like, it's still a little bit like Women's Institute, old-fashioned, which is a bit mad, isn't it? It's so mad. I don't get it. I mean, I think it's had a bad rep in the past because of things like, you know, freezer pizzas or, um, you know, McCain freezer yeah. chips and things like that. There's Obviously, there's a time and a place for those kind of things. And I think that's probably yeah. sullied what people think the freezer is about. Um, I think yeah. also maybe there's been a misunderstanding of how to use it. So people pull things out of the freezer freezer that's covered in ice crystals and stuff yeah. that people think, oh, well, what's the point? But actually, if you use it correctly, it is brilliant. It's like the preservative, you know, the preserving tool that, you know, we have in the kitchen. Yeah. And there's a really interesting statistic in there as well, where you say um, food waste, we throw out £494 million worth of food a week, 
which is just shocking, shocking yeah. isn't it? And I mean, when we're all trying to reduce that, especially now, yeah, and um, and and it's been proven that you can reduce it by you know almost fifty percent by just using your freezer properly. Absolutely. So I mean, this is like this is not only just convenience; this is also like saving the planet, saving right? the planet, saving money. <laughs> you know, it's so many um, yeah. little box tickers for me. And I think even like when yeah. last year when I was writing this as well. The thought for me then mm. made me also think about how much we're wasting and just yeah. little things about how we are doing things for the planet, as you say. So it's mm. lots of little um, initiatives, really, which for me make it even, mm. you know, it's not just about you. It's about the bigger picture. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so things that um, you mentioned, one thing it, it never occurred to me as well is we always talk about, you know, eating seasonally, um, making the most of seasonal ingredients and things like veg boxes are great, but then people can often be quite overwhelmed, can't they? You get your veg box mm -hmm. and suddenly you're panicking, like, what am I going to do with all of this? <laughs> so one point you do make is um, you get the stuff at its best and cheapest mm -hmm. and then you cook with it and then it's there like treasure in your freezer. Exactly. So even now with asparagus, I've already... Um blanched and frozen some asparagus so then nice. come December when I want to do and obviously you know I wouldn't then defrost that and serve it like a salad I'd use it in a cooked yeah. meal but when it comes December yeah. and I want like a, a risotto or something I don't have to buy it flown in from Peru I have it in the yeah. freezer there and I just think oh great I feel feel good about that <laughs> <laughs> and also um tell us a bit about the new because I think some people are mistakenly thinking that if you put it in the freezer, it's not as nutritious when it comes out. Tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, so literally the freezer just presses pores on the freshness. So when you get it, mm. so, you know, you buy frozen peas and it they, there's that funny line that says frozen fresh out the ground. And actually yeah. that is the best. Because a lot of the time mm. we buy produce and we put it in the bottom of the fridge and a week later we go to cook with it. And actually over that week, gone. a lot of the goodness in the, has just leached out. So mm. you're better buying it. And as soon as you buy it, freeze it and use it obviously after you've blanched it or whatnot, use it from frozen because it's locked yeah. in most of its nutrients. And as soon as it's defrosted, your nutrients are back at the same level as when you froze it. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the rules because I, I love rules. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been told what to do because it makes me feel calm, a bit like we've both got dogs, um, you know, yeah. a bit like dogs being trained. Like they know they know the rules. They know, they know the what rules. they're doing. <laughs> and it makes them really happy. <laughs> not, so, um, not mine, sadly. <laughs> and we mentioned um <laughs> we mentioned um freezer burn um and that horrible yeah that horrible Ray. kind of crystallization mm. yeah how how do you avoid that so that's caused from ice crystals and ice crystals okay. are caused from air exposure to air so really it's about okay. when you're freezing food whether it's ingredients or a cooked meal is expelling as much air as possible and the best way right. I think to do that is using um freezer bags resealable freezer bags yeah. and just you know some people go OTT I've actually since the book I've had people comments say they've bought vacuum packs not necessary you know you can put yeah. a straw and suck up the air again not necessary you just literally squeeze it just out with your hands and seal it. it yeah I mean and freezer bags have been a little bit of a bone of contention mm -hmm. for people as well haven't they because obviously a lot of them are not recyclable yeah. but I think there's a lot more on the market now isn't there yeah and again this is something I discovered last year you know I was I was there rewashing plastic bags um, and yeah. then I found uh, lots and lots of silicon bags that actually can go straight from freezer into your oven or into a boiling pan of water into the microwave wow. and they're brilliant and they are they're supposed to last forever and they're fantastic so it's a great way to not so you can just yeah 
yeah, you just rewash. You can just wash them and just rewash it. Use a bit of baking powder if there's a strong scent from the previous yeah. food, and it's it's brilliant. You know, it's a great way, so you're not having to use plastic. And also, your um, you know, with, with freezer bags, the old-fashioned kind, you're buying boxes and boxes of them chucking away with mm-hmm. these ones you're just literally like washing reusing them over and over again so so even if they are they're going to be a bit more expensive right mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth shallowing out absolutely and actually to be honest in my research there's a range of a spectrum you can go you can go really fancy you can go super cheap they yeah. do the same thing so really yeah and for me now it's kind of like my new shoe habit freezer bag <laughs> really sad but there's so many great things out there for them lots of different colors Mm. and you know it's really good can you could you recommend a couple just so people can go and have a look that you that you would yeah so so the one that I love is stashes you know that I've been um I've I've just got and they've got literally a rainbow color so they really make you happy when you open your freezer and you see all these bright (laughs) colors shining out and then also um on uh, on Amazon you can find a more generic brand um that has a little um sealable uh, plastic slider across the top and that's okay. cheaper. I have some of those as well. And it's great. They do the job just as well. Just as good. Yeah. Great. I'm going to go and check that <laughs> out. Um, so once you've got your food flat, so we're talking about, you know, whatever you're cooking, you want to get it, you want to get it as flat as possible mm-hmm. in the, in the bag for storage, because obviously that maximizes your storage. Yeah. Um, you've got this thing called freezer f- filing, which I'm just calling <laughs> a complete game. Please talk me through freezer filing right your freezer filing cabinet (laughs) (laughs) so this is probably a nod back to my corporate days you know you open a file and you rifle through so my freezer is tiny but I still love rifling through it so once you've frozen it flat then you you know you hold it up and you end up with something that is probably like a few uh like a small thin book essentially and then I file my food so I always go anything that's most recently been cooked will go at the back of the file Mm. once frozen um and normally I have a um, one drawer that's uh, dedicated to, to ingredients rather than cooked meals. So oh, okay. you can then put together a whole meal based on what's in your freezer. And you always yeah. also have a drawer of cooked meals ready to go. So you have two options, essentially. And obviously, with freezer filing, it's all about labelling. Labelling is really key yeah. to making sure you don't defrost shortbread instead of pizza dough or something like that, which I've yeah. done many a time in the past. <laughs> yeah. So you, would you use... Um labels that you put on because obviously if you're reusing your yep. freezer bags you you don't get the chance to write on them in indelible ink do you because then it wouldn't exactly you might well do the wrong thing exactly so you there's so many different ways you can do masking masking tape and you can write on that um sometimes i find you, i'm using a lot of the kids papers that have just had scribbles so i'll cut them out and oh, okay. write and then stick that on and actually yeah. some of the stashes bags i've been um i've written in shorthand when it's completely dry and actually it stays on okay so, okay. yeah, you can also get wa- um, washi tape, you know, the really fancy okay. tape that has lots of different, oh, yeah. really pretty tape that you can also write on. Yeah. So there are lots of different ways to do it. I think freezer tape yeah. is also another option, although that's, for some reason, sold out now at the moment. Yep. probably Because <laughs> everyone's freezing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stick around for more freezer tips and tricks from Shivy. I noticed that a lot, I mean, a huge amount of the, the recipes in the book are um, are created so you can cook them straight from frozen. frozen. Yeah. Was that something that you really thought about 
because I, I think in the past, it, the thing that's always tripped me up is forgetting to get something out of the freezer the night before. Exactly. I mean, I'm, uh, other than my freezer, I'm such a disorganized person. So the last thing I do before I go to bed is think about, oh, what shall I plan tomorrow? You know, and also what you may want yeah. may change the next day. Don't want it. Yeah. Mm. So the idea of having meals straight from frozen just takes out all that hassle of thinking, oh, got a plan. And by the time you um, pop it into the oven or hob for it to get on with cooking, you can in that, 40 minutes or 30 minutes, just, you know, admin, have a drink, chill, and your food is taken care of for you, taken care of you, by you. You know what, I, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, I know what you mean. So was that, was that just a big research project then in terms of like working out exactly how long you needed? Because I think, I think the problem as well, and, and the thing that, that might get people a bit nervous is worrying that they're going to be feeding their family something that's half frozen in the middle mm -hmm. or, you know, the meat hasn't defrosted properly and therefore it's not safe to eat. Yes, I mean, there's an element of that as well. And also the fact that, and I've talked about the book, that you can freeze the recipes in different batches. So it really comes yeah. down to the theory that I've hammered home in the book to make it clear to people that the food has to be served piping hot through. Piping so depending hot, yeah. on which method you use, if you use the hob, you mm. start on a lower heat to make sure it's defrosted, then whack it up. Yeah. And then in the oven, it's yeah. slightly different. But the message is clear throughout that whatever size or whatever portion, however you've portioned these recipes, mm. you have to make sure that it is piping hot throughout. And there are certain mm. no-nos to cooking from frozen. So, you know, I, I've mentioned in the book about um, uh, large joints of meat or chicken with yeah. bone-in. So those are absolute yeah. no-nos. But even things like um, freezing chicken that's been cut into little strips, you can cook yeah. those direct from frozen, which has been such a okay. revelation, I think, for a lot of people. And that's absolutely yeah. fine to do. Because you've got a lot of recipes, I think, in there that use that frozen base, don't yeah. they? Like you might have chicken strips or like um, some kind of mince base that, that you, you store and then you then add to. Use, yeah. So it just goes back to that drawer I mentioned about having ready-to-go ready, ready to go ingredients because that mm -hmm. makes life so much easier. So even, you know, for lunch today, we all had a quick stir fry with the frozen chicken, chicken strips, mm. a bit of frozen vegetables. You throw in whatever you want to it and it's there. And that will take you a five minutes or so for the chicken to go yeah. from the thin strips from frozen to yeah. ready to go such a revelation yeah. as well and it also makes me really happy to know that the times when I've, I have forgotten to uh defrost my spag bowl and I've put it in a pan and then just put some water into it and literally just blasted it. Heck out of it yeah just blasted it and and I'm like this is fine isn't it this is fine because you've got tiny bits of mince so that can't be bad and that's the you know, theory I'm still here I'm still here so well you, you hit the they hit the nail on the head with the theory but yeah. even now you know there are things like you you can buy defrosting trays which are brilliant so they they reduce um uh, defrosting time by up to 40 percent and you can leave then Ooh. you can leave your um things defrosting out onto the countertop so if you've got a fancy steak or something that you want to cook yeah. just bung it on top leave it out at room temperature and it's so what what is a defrosting tray so i've never come across that so it's like um i think it's aluminium it's some kind of metal that uh yeah. conducts the heat away from the oh, whatever you're defrosting i think but it's safe yeah. that you use it at, on countertop because the metal on, stays cold yeah. and they're brilliant oh yes and it, so it would regulate because i think yeah. the problem with defrosting at room temperature, which we've all done. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> guilty is um, is that the the outside can become 
warm before the inside yes. is defrosted and then you know things can start growing on it yeah luckily most of those things are then killed by your blasting yeah <laughs> by blasting the heat so you know this is all scientific guys. there is a lot of science <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of science in your book anyway i think i i, I can guarantee because i've been reading it that um that if you do follow the rules of the book, then it, it's super safe and, and great. So um, let's talk about some of the recipes because sure. there's some really quirky stuff in there that I absolutely loved. Freezer jam. How do I make jam in my freezer? Well, this is brilliant. For me, <laughs> going back to the fact that I am a lazy, lazy person, um, it's yeah. jam that you don't cook. So you've got your, um, your jam sugar and berries that yeah. can be frozen or fresh berries and you leave them to combine together you mix it then you pop it into the freezer and that's that and you get a soft set so you're not going to expect a really thick it's going to be a lovely soft set jam that is not a compote but it is actually a jam and it's just a jam wonderful and then you know you've got you can add whatever spices to it cardamom it up cinnamon it up you know it's it's a easy easy and it's great if you're in summer wanting to use up a glut of berries it's a really Mm. great thing to have so is it something about the pectin that, that exists in the jam sugar that gives you that kind of almost, that shiny, jammy kind of look That's exactly it. it. The jam sugar is the key to it, really. Yeah. Um, and it just, um, it's a really, it almost feels like fancy jam, you know? It's when you spread it and you yeah. get a little bit of a sheen, but a, a slight thickness to it. It's a... Yeah, <laughs> it looks, there's a picture in the book. It looks absolutely stunning. Um and then let's talk about, because um, this is this is one of the things that got me thinking about, you know, um, freezer to plate. So you've mm. got something called feast and foil. Like, first of all, I didn't know that you could freeze in foil parcels. Yes. So this. And, and then mm. and then cook it, put literally put it yeah. straight into. Yeah. So yeah. this is something that, again, was a godsend um, last year. And we still do it now. It's a great way to use up leftovers. And it's quite fun. It's it's almost like a. I'm not very artistic in the paintbrush way, but if you give me a nice <laughs> bit of uh, foil, I will, yeah. you know, arrange. I will arrange things. <laughs> and it's it is a lot of fun because you know you can start with have a, like a miso paste, a miso mixture. There you have a bit of salmon. The only thing you yeah. need is cooked rice in it, and every other ingredient can go in raw. And then you mix everything oh. in the bowl, so you can add like salmon, um, your broccoli, cooked rice, peas, the miso. You bung it into the foil. You folded over like a proper um, envelope and then you can just pop that into the oven from frozen for about 40, 40, 40 45 minutes and then it's wow. like a ready-made meal that you've tailored exactly to what you you need it can be as healthy yeah. or as filthy as you like my favorite is a Mexican beef so you know <laughs> mince, cumin chili peppers onions um, again the rice wow. elements and it's just it's the best ready meal and it's portioned for one person so you know everybody in the family can have something slightly different and it's great is is the idea that the other stuff can be raw because once it cooks like everything melts together and you get all the juices from the meat or the fish as well as all the exactly exactly so it's like a one pot in a foil so it's like a salvation item (laughs) And talking about salvation, you've also got a, a whole chapter called Salvation Sources. Yes. So this again. So what are they? So these are my like go-to during the midweek. So, you know, things like yeah. a tomato sauce that you freeze, you have it in ice. I'm a massive fan of ice cube freezing things because then you can portion mm. up exactly what you need when it's quicker to defrost. And from that, you can 
add other vegetables. You can make that into a sauce for pasta. You can make it into um, a pizza topping. Um, The everything salvation sauce is one that's essentially um, your carrots and your flour and your vegetable stock that can become a pie, a chicken casserole. So you can tailor it and turn it. And, you know, the coconut curry sauce one um, that's been a big hit for a lot of people is one that you can add vegetables, you can add your um, prawns, you can add chicken to, to make it a very versatile um, twist on whatever you want a curry, you know? So it's a... That's a great idea as well, because you've got that, you've got that base and often something like, you know, a chicken breast, like you said, Mm -hmm. or prawn, it cooks so quickly that it literally only needs that little, you know, cooking in in the sauce at the end. Um, Tell me about the ice cube sauces and butters as well, because that was something that I was really... They look so pretty as well, because they've got like really lovely colours. So again, another salvation item. And these are things I call salvation because it's, you know, the idea is after a long day of whatever you're doing, you're working, you're looking after kids, you just want something really quick, but you don't want to compromise Mm. on flavour. You still want your wonderful meal. So um, the recent one that I I had um, last week was the Noak Cham. So very simple Vietnamese dressing. Oh, wow. And you freeze it. And so when you're ready to cook, you pop a couple out, so two per person, if depending on the size of your ice cube tray. Mm. You pop it on at room temperature to defrost. And while that's happening, you can grill a bit of chicken, cook some noodles, yeah. ribbon some veg, and then throw the sauce on. And then that completely changes the meal. Wow. So by adding a pesto, it's a different meal. By adding the nuak cham, it's a different meal. So it's, it's being a clever, having a clever resource there. So you always have meals ready to go with whatever you have in your fridge or your store cupboard. Yeah. And the nice thing about it is, you know, like something like nook charm or pesto, you might not, you might not at the time you want it, have the fresh basil or have the fresh like bird's eye chilies or have the stuff that you want to put, you know, but then suddenly you've got, um, you've got it there frozen. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm not a massive, um, you know, I don't really, um, it's not about batch cooking. It's more about what you're making, make a little more and freeze it or, you know, just swipe off a little bit and pop aside because you guaranteed there'll be a time in the future that you'll need something quick and you'll be so happy that your your previous past self thought about it for future you yeah because I think you said like in it it's like your mantra is cook cook once eat twice yeah yeah no I love that (laughs) I love that if you're chopping you may as well chop extra you know yeah (laughs) chop it yeah um so last recipe, because this one, I, I'm obsessed with it and I haven't made it yet, but I'm going to, because I've got some yogurt, is your yogurt box. I saw this on your Instagram and I was like, what the heck? That is incredible. <laughs> it's a good Talk one. Talk us through that. So, I mean, it's as simple as yogurt, a bit of honey. You don't even need the honey, sort of thick Greek yogurt. And then once you've mixed that, a bit of vanilla essence, you can add cardamom, cinnamon again. You can spice to your heart's content. Mm. You... You um, slather it out like if you're painting on a greaseproof paper. And then this is where the fun happens. You stud it with whatever you want. So frozen berries, fresh berries, little um, grated chocolate, nuts, seeds. It is so much fun to do. Um, And then it's also brilliant to eat. And it's great for kids because they think it's like this massive treat. But it's yogurt and fruit and, you know, whatnot. (laughs) And also, I think there's something slightly elegant about it. So if if it's like, you know, if you want a fancier meal, to end the meal, you bring out the yogurt bark and you just shard it, break it into shards. And it's really and refreshing and it's great for now. It's it's such a brilliant idea and it just typifies exactly, you know, why the book is so great because everything in there is like relevant, clever. There's like an occasion for it. Like you said, it's just, it's just really clever freezer. Oh, thank music. you. And, but we need, we need this book right now, Shavisa. <laughs> thank you. For, for, um, 
I mean, that was great. Um, thank you so much for coming to chat to us today. So if people want to buy the book, it's called The Ice Kitchen and it's published by HarperCollins and it's available online now, isn't it? Because you was published it 30th of April. You didn't get your, I guess you didn't get your party. Hopefully no. you're going to have your party afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I hope so, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to throw a big, a double one. I think you get double, that's what we've been saying. Oh. If you if you missed your publication part you get double i am down for double that the fun. there's a lot of partying yeah. <laughs> to be had in me <laughs> yeah but thank you so much for coming and i think um we're going to get one of the recipes we've talked about online as well with a link to buy so people can go and find the book for themselves but um it was great chatting to you today. brilliant thank, thank you, you so much janine so that was the olive magazine podcast if you want to explore more of our podcast back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main podcast platforms and on our website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice. And if you're finding it difficult to get your monthly mag, why not become a temporary subscriber? You'll get the next three copies of Olive Magazine delivered to your door for a single payment of £12.50, saving 15% off the usual shop price with free delivery and no obligation to continue after the three months. To take advantage, go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod3. That's O-L-P-O-D 3. Stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to.